The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. John Paz, and with me as always is the star of the show, former WWE Tag Team Champion, eight-time Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champion, as well as one of the greatest trainers in the history of professional wrestling. He is the Doctor of Desire, Tom Pritchard. Tom, how are you today? Greetings from Knoxville, Tennessee, Command Center, JPWA. Uh, We're making sure that everybody gets a hall pass when they come check in with us. That's how I'm doing today. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> doing okay. I can't complain. Yeah. It's not, not, not too, too bad, I guess, uh, considering all the circumstances. But, you know, JPWA is kind of closed, but I see you are still out there and very active and doing a lot of things with the snake pit. And I see three days this week coming up. You got some stuff. So what, what is going on? What are you doing with the, the snake pit? I know, obviously, some virtual training things, but uh, go into a little bit more depth about it. Well, yeah, my good friend Sin Bodie out in Las Vegas uh, came up with this idea during our downtime, asked me if I'd like to be a part of it with some of the uh, other great trainers he has on there, like David Heath, Green Grell, uh, Pat Buck, um, Truth Martini. Uh, oh, my goodness. Ezekiel Jackson was just on. And uh, uh, a few a few other uh, hold on here, a few other of the coaches, and went on and and uh, just trying to give some people, I guess along with us, I would I would go ahead and venture to say that uh, we're certainly uh, looking for a productive and healthy way to spend our time and uh, help people out at the same time. So Sin came up with this idea of doing um, – some virtual training, virtual uh, lectures, or or uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, and and giving back. So, <laughs> pardon me. By the time this airs, it'll be over. But I'm, we're doing a uh, uh, three day match study uh, next week, and I'm one of the big matches I point to for everyone to watch as far as the basics and fundamentals go is Terry Funk versus Harley Race from Houston, Texas, in July 1st, 1997. And the reason is because they tell the basics of the business and they have the fundamentals in this match. Now, 
when I try to explain why I feel watching old masters is important, I don't know if it gets lost in the translation or not with a lot of guys. Uh, but the next match on Wednesday is Nick Bockwinkle versus Ricky Morton from Houston, Texas, again in July 2nd, 1982, which tells the story of a young up-and-coming babyface, Ricky Morton, against the other world champion, the AWA champion, Nick Bockwinkle. And then we're going to watch on Thursday uh, a 60-minute Broadway, 60-minute time limit match between Harley Race and Jerry the King Lawler, also from 1997. And I just, yes, you want to aspire to be Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Triple H, The Undertaker, um, all the top stars of fast uh gosh uh, of of the past recent past anyway and i understand that but you don't just start out at, at the main event in wrestlemania as your first match and those guys have been wrestling for years and years and uh guys like cena guys like triple h they're old school guys and they they got their education the old school way uh so um the thing is I can tell you to watch it, but you have no idea what you're watching for. So I made notes um, so I I could express, again, why this is important and why it means something uh, and and to explain how much time these guys actually take between spots or between moves. And I'm going to point out that they never stop moving even when they're they're sitting down or even when they're working a hold they're actually working a hold and not just sitting in it no such thing as a rest hole so uh that's given snake pit bro has given a lot of people a uh uh an opportunity to stage uh again like al snow uh cody diener um uh gangrel Sinbodi, myself and and quite a few other people have got on gotten on the uh uh, on the page in the last couple of weeks, and uh, we're doing individual match reviews. Uh, people can send us matches, promos for a small fee, and we're, I mean, that takes some time too because I want to make the right notes and I want to um, tell these guys what they need to do, in my opinion, to get better and or get to the next level. Not everybody wants to wrestle for a major company, but uh, most of the people I come across want to just get better at their craft, even if it's on the weekends, uh, once a month, twice a month, whatever it may be. So that is uh, Snake Pit Pro on, on Facebook, and uh, Sin has a place you can go if you're training or getting in the business or thinking about getting in the business, thinking about wanting to train. Or I, I think he's even cool with people coming on just um, – listening to what the coaches had to say. So that's what that's about. And it's been, uh, uh, it's, it's been entertaining for me. It's been cool. So, uh, we're, we're going to do that, I guess, as long as we have the opportunity and the time to do it. And I just will be fast track. So it will be out tomorrow morning, a very, very early tomorrow. So it will be fast track too. This will be available for everyone before, this thing actually starts, right? This thing starts technically Monday at 10, right? 
Uh, yeah, my match review with Terry and Harley starts uh, Monday, uh, yeah, April 27th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. It sure does. So anyone, if, if you're listening to it in the morning, I guess, yeah, go on over to Facebook, uh, Snakefoot Pro Facebook. This is also, real quick, this is a, um, uh, in conjunction with the school that, that Sin and D'Lo Brown and Jake Roberts also run in uh, Vegas. And I believe Jake is in Atlanta right now. But, um, you know, he, he's looking to get back to Vegas too. But, uh, you know, it's 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 good to see. That it's good to see a guy like Sin put this together because he's he's a he's a great individual, he's a great human being, and uh, it's good to be around people like that. Good stuff, definitely. If you're an aspiring wrestler or if you're just a fan, I would definitely want to head over to Snake Pit Pro's Facebook page and check that out. But today, we're going to focus on a little bit of something down in the uh, the Far East, all the way over in Japan, and kind of focus in on all Japan pro wrestling. I know you've made quite a few tours over to the Orient, over to Japan, but this time I wanted to kind of focus on 1994, a very, very big time in all Japan pro wrestling, very big time for you and the heavenly bodies. But how does that work out where, where you get the booking for Japan? Who is the person that like kind of makes these arrangements and gets you booked in Japan? Uh, on this occasion, it was Dory Funk Jr. And um, the circumstances were uh, we, uh, Jimmy and I were in Smoky Mountain. We did the, uh, SummerSlam 93 for WWE, and I believe it was, oh gosh, I'd known Dory for some years at that point, and uh, the opportunity came up, and he approached Jimmy and I uh, about going to Japan, and uh, we, we, we took it, and in the meantime, we were also doing the shots for WWE and <laughs> it was during that sp- uh, spurt or resurgence of uh, you know going to going to the uh, small buildings and, and not even coming close to selling those out. So uh, of course, we, and, and I always like going to Japan. I mean, I like going to Japan for uh, for for a uh, for a vacation and for a uh, change of pace, change of uh, scenery. But but also I mean I liked it over there as well it was it was very very cool but Dory arranged that for us and um, I believe it was for four weeks or three weeks whatever it was uh, that's that's how we got over there and, but but in the meantime uh, we had been signed by WWE so I think it was a January tour if I'm not mistaken I am looking at this one it looks like May. May of May. Okay. Then maybe it was May. Okay. All right. See, there, there you go. Well, it was it was uh, one of the months in there. It, it was one month that we went. So, yeah. 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 So, anyway, yeah, I guess it was May. And, and uh, well, actually, when we got over there, Baba offered us a deal, too. And we said, well, we can because we, we just signed with WWE. So, so what, was that, what was that kind of experience with him and meeting him and getting that offer? Highly, highly respected guy, especially with all Japan kind of being the not I would say not the number one, but I mean they were huge. I mean they were making so much money over there. They had such great talent. They were doing great. What was that kind of offer like? 
Uh, he, well, it, it was cool that he offered us. We, we never talked money. We never even got that far. But uh, at that time, they had the Fantastics. Uh, Stan Hansen uh, was was on that tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher had uh, a partner also, and we worked with him. <laughs> we worked with Abdullah and uh, his partner, uh, Kamala Two. Uh, over there, so I mean, they, they had some some established teams. Um, again, Bobby and Tommy being being the American uh, team that we would probably work with, and we worked with over there as well. But um, you know, it was it was cool, but at the same time, uh, you know, we had just got this opportunity over in WWE, and. Um, we declined, quite honestly. Again, I think I, I wonder. I wonder how it would have been at times if we would have accepted. But at the same time, knowing what I know now, I'm glad we didn't. Um, you know, I've said many times I I thought Jimmy Del Rey was a a great performer, great uh, worker, but we were just two different people. And when you're overseas, you're you're you have a long ride over, and you got a long ride back. And what happens in between? Whew! You better be able to get along. And uh, uh, so, I, I think the, the the safer bet for all of us was to stay stateside and uh, see what happens. Now, Giant Baba, you know, he's interested in you guys, and, and he's seen you guys work, and maybe through Dory Funk, but how does that kind of connection go? Is it that Dory Funk is the booker just for the gaijins, just for the American guys, and, and it kind of runs through Dory, or does everything kind of run through Giant Baba? Uh, well, in our case, it was through Dory, and I'm sure Dory was, was still booking the American guys in uh, in 94. So, uh, in fact, let me see, 94... Oh man, I'm I'm trying to think of the circumstances that that even led up to that, but but it might have been it might have been through like it always is. I mean, somebody says something about uh, talent and and uh, who's new out there, who's who's um, fresh, and we just happen to be fresh at, at that time, I guess. And uh, so I think Dory handled the the American side of it, and Baba, of course, was the boss, but handled everything else. And Dory and Baba uh, have known each other since, you know, since since they broke in. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, it was a good connection. It was it was uh, the way business was done back then, especially in Japan, was a uh, a very Nice place to work. That's why you had guys like Gordy and, and uh, Hanson and Brody and uh, Doctor Death going over there because they made a great living. Didn't have to put up a lot of the gaga over on this side and and could go out and they were big, strong guys. And that's the style the Japanese people really enjoyed, respected, and and uh, understood. So. Um, I think that uh, you had some guys who really appreciated that style a hell of a lot more than than this style over here. Were you a fan of the uh, the, the style of all Japan, the strong style, the snug, the stiff, the toughness? 
a fan of that style? Yeah, I never minded it. I mean, if you had guys who knew how to do it, snug and and solid, that's I don't mind snug and solid. I don't like stiff and hard. <laughs> you know, Hanson. Uh, in fact, we worked with Hanson over there um, in a couple tag team matches, and I took his lariat. Uh, and he hit me with forearms, and he grabbed me and and, and put an arm bar on. Nothing hurt. You felt it. You know it was Stan because Stan, it, for Stan not to lay it in or Stan not to grab you and actually apply the hold, it would look horrible on his part and it would look horrible on our part. So I didn't mind that style at all. I, I liked it. I just I just don't care for the style when it's reckless and dangerous. This was. Uh, strong style, but it was it was very professional, and um, all the guys over there at that time were were very professional. Isn't it true? Everyone kind of says it about Stan Hansen. Talked to him before. Not great eyesight, and that's kind of why he was super stiff because he didn't want to miss you because he didn't see. He wanted to make sure he really laid it in. Is is that kind of true? Or is it just the style? Well, let me say this. Uh, let me answer it this way. I remember uh, when I first started out and did my first TV in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Stan Hansen was there. Gino Hernandez was there. We're all sitting in the dressing room. And and for some reason, Gino asked Stan, Hey, Stan, uh, did you really break Bruno's neck? Stan looked at him, and I'll never forget the answer because it just always amused me. He said, only Bruno knows for sure. So was Stan blind, and was he doing it because, oh, I can't see you? Or or was he just doing it because he's Stan? Well, only Stan knows for sure. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I, again, he was solid, but I don't think he was stiff. Maybe, well, he knocked Vader's eye out. Maybe that's there's an indication. But honest to God, um, I don't know. You have to ask. You have to ask Stan. But I, I uh, in the ring, true, not a problem. What did you think about him as a worker? Always kind of known as being one of the best gaijins of all time, one of the best workers of all time, one of the guys that just fit that style and, and fit Japan like a love. What do you think about good old Stan. Well, yeah, uh, I do believe that Stan was made for that style. That was that was. Stan Hansen, and he couldn't be any, again, he couldn't be anybody but who he was. And he and Brody um, started out together, and he and Brody started out being these big, bad, hard-hitting guys. And um, back then especially, it was a different business. There, there, There were guys, and there were places you would go where it would be uh, stiffer than others, and and I worked with guys I, I barely even felt. Then I worked with guys where, you know, you you better hang on because if if, if this guy hits you and you don't hit him back, um, he he's going to keep coming. And you know, I went to I went to to Germany for I think it was, it was two weeks. And I worked for Stephen Wright, and I'm in the in the corner. Uh, they go rounds too, and I think they had to do like fifteen rounds, and they stop each time and and all that stuff. And Stephen Wright is just nailing me in the corner with these forearms and uppercuts. I'm thinking, surely to God, he's going to stop and let me sell this, but he didn't. So finally, I had to kick and I had to fight and and fight him back. I 
I actually had to do that. So that was the the atmosphere in the in the eighties, late eighties and nineties, and um, uh, you had those guys. So uh, it it fit for them, and they were big, tall, heavy handed, and uh, a guy like Dynamite Kid, same thing. Uh, would would come in and was just determined to be the best and determined, you know, one of those guys who just like to fight. And, and there are those people out there who just enjoy getting the hell, beating the hell out of people and, and, and having the hell knocked out of them back, you know. So Hanson was perfect for it, and so was Brody. Were you a fan of Old Japan before you went there? Like it was kind of the, when was the first time you saw it or did you ever watch it? you like it? Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it, but quite honestly, for me, uh, when I was working and when I was on the road, my my deal was this. You know, we 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 would get in late, um, and and there were moments when I was I had my regimen and, and had my routine of uh, going to the gym and and uh, staying focused, and then there was those, those other times when. Uh, when I'd come in, we, we would, if somebody would bring up all Japan, we we could talk about it. With, if somebody had a uh, Japanese magazine in the dressing room, and occasionally they would, uh, sure we'd look at it. And, and I I had my first tour to Japan in 1981 with Anoki and, and against uh, Fujinami when he was the WWF Junior Heavyweight Champion. So, I mean. At that time, later on, um, I didn't follow it close. I mean, I understand the style, and, and it's a different style, that's for sure. And it's a different vibe and a different, uh, a different environment, certainly, but a different attitude altogether. It's, it's. <laughs> I don't mind traveling on the bus. I don't mind staying in the hotels. Um, but it, it is a routine that you certainly have to follow and you certainly have to uh, appreciate and love if you're going to make it. And, and the, old, the, the old saying is there's, there's being on time and then there's Japanese time. Japanese time is being early, at least 30 minutes early to the bus. And I like being early anyway. I, I hate being late to anything. So that, that suited me fine. Uh, but... It's 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 definitely a well of course it's a different culture it's it it is but uh, and there was still some overflow and and uh, run over if you will uh, about their their feelings for for Americans even back then man I remember the first time I went it was uh, you you could tell them all the boys would say well this guy doesn't like the guy Gene because his uh, parents or his grandparents were killed in World War II. I had nothing to do with that, right? But right. but but they but they seem to think that uh, all Americans are related, and we did. So there, you know, there there was a bit of that. But you get that everywhere you go, I guess. Uh, but to, to answer your question, I, I didn't follow it that much. But when I did, um, it was very cool, and always going over there was very cool because you, I would always pick up something uh, to bring back and just something 
as, as a reminder of my trip, a souvenir, I guess. And, and when we go to Rapungi or the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, we would see the boys from the other tours over there sometimes. So, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to see your friends, you know, thousands of miles away and, and partying and, and having good times. So, uh, while I didn't follow it closely, I, I, I did appreciate what they were doing. And I enjoyed going over there when I did. What is that travel like? You mentioned that. What is that like? Because what is that? A fourteen-hour plane ride? I mean, and obviously a big time difference. What is that like? I well, back then, the the only time I I didn't travel business class to Japan was when I went with Wing, and I went with Wing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about Wing? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, well. Well, it was uh, Eddie Gilbert, Doug Gilbert, Gypsy Joe, myself, Ricky Santana, uh, Danny Davis was over there on this. And, man, you know, uh, I traveled, uh, We, we I, I just assumed we were going to go business class. And we get to the airport, I mean, I didn't even think about uh, coach. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's a long, I guess it is 14 hours. I don't know the exact time, but that was – that was the only time when when it um, wasn't fun. The other times in business class, you you, stre- you you can stretch out, you can sleep, you can watch movies, you can you have some room, and uh, and it's not bad. It's really not. And, and most of the offices over there were first class. All Japan, New Japan were certainly first class. Wing was just getting started, and we understood that. Uh, Again, but going to a foreign land and and you know traveling the mysterious streets of Tokyo or uh, I don't even know another town or city in Japan. How about that, Tokyo, Japan? Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I didn't mind traveling back then again because I was young or a lot younger anyway, and uh, it was exciting and. Um, I looked for I, I looked at everywhere I went as an adventure, just just to find something new. As far as it is, we're talking about basically May to June. This series they called it the Old Japan Pro Wrestling Super Power Series '94, basically 16 night tour. So many tag matches involved. You're in tag matches. You're in uh, the occasional singles. You're in uh, some six mans. Do you remember like being thrown out there with this tour? And obviously, you know, you're teaming. It's the heavenly bodies together. You and Jimmy Del Rey are going over there. But do you remember them kind of throwing you in, like, Miss Mocking? Like, for instance, there'll be one night of the tour, a few nights in, and it's Baba Hanson and Omori against you, um, Johnny Ace, and Steve Williams. So do you remember anything like, wow, this is kind of weird. They're kind of, you know, we're in this, you know, this tag thing, but they're, they're throwing us in, like, weird different yeah. kind of, you know, teams. Well, I, I, now that you say that, especially now that you said John Johnny Ace, mm-hmm. and I forgot about Doc Pino there too. Um, uh, now that you you remind me, I I kind of do, and and my thinking was, um, and, and and I don't know why I thought it at the time, and I don't know why I still think it, but pardon me. I just felt that they wanted to see what we could do away from each other. 
and Jimmy um, was doing his thing, and I was doing my thing over there. We we, we certainly uh, don't get me wrong. I, I like Jimmy. We were just two different people, and sometimes when he got around people, he was uh, a little more. Um, louder than normal, I guess. And and I I just was always a, a very, I guess I was a recluse. I don't know. But uh, so I think they wanted to see how how we acted and and reacted uh, to different people in different situations. I could be totally wrong, but that's kind of what I was picking up on. And uh, that was I think the first time I met John Laurinaitis over there. And. <laughs> yeah, I I think we had uh, decent matches um, while we were there. You know, there 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 was there was one match we had with uh, Abby and uh, Kamala. Kamala, yeah, Kamala too. That just uh, I wanted to. Oh, I, I knew Abby was a was a legend, and I knew and and I here again. I took Abby to the airport in Houston when I was 16, when he would come in, you know, after the matches. And he, mm-hmm. he, was, the first, he was the first guy who told me, he, I, I was 16, I'm not allowed to drink yet, but I would go into bars with him because he was catching the the, the red eye to Atlanta or if they had a red eye or whatever, the early plane, late plane, whatever, the latest plane out to Atlanta for Atlanta TV the next Saturday morning. But he was the first guy to look at me and says, uh, kid, life's a work. And when you get in this, you're going to think everything's a work. I never forgot that, and he's right. He's 100% right. So we're working in Japan, and they're they're not they're not cooperating. They don't want to cooperate, and uh, you know, I it 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 was it was frustrating then, but now I look back on it and just and saying, what else did I expect? And I didn't really expect anything else. I didn't expect any much else, and and I got it. But it's just one of the. It's nice like that 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 sometimes I I just would get on the bus or or go back to the room going, what in the hell? Why? It doesn't have to be that hard. It really doesn't. I know you have to have a competitive spirit, and I know you have to have confidence. I I understand that. But you can still go out there and have a competitive spirit and confidence and show everybody that you can work with anybody and make uh, the match a great match. And and it just came down to, I think, both of those guys thinking they're, and they are big men, but but at the same time, you can you can work if you know how to work. And they knew how to work. I just don't think they wanted to on this night. So that's all. You think it's because in Japan, like they're the big guys, and you guys are not really small, but I guess smaller, and they're thinking that they got to keep themselves looking good, or certainly them, them taking yeah. advantage too. Could be certainly. I mean, we fought back. Don't get me wrong, we did, but it was it was that it was it was the unnecessary part of it. I felt, and uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know going. Starting out over there, I, I I I have a tendency at times to talk, I'll talk about anything that comes up sometimes, and and Stan Hansen and I were having a conversation 
on the bus or at a restaurant. Wherever, however it started, I don't recall. Uh, but we were going back and forth, and this is this is one way I learned about never discuss politics. And I understand now, especially never discuss politics or religion at the table because you're not going to win. Nobody's going to win. It's going to come and just going to come out worse for all parties. It won't work. And uh, I, I said something of a smart-ass vein uh, while we were traveling by ferry in the middle of the ocean uh, to the next town, and there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And uh, I said something. Tommy Rogers and I are sitting at the table with Stan, and we're discussing <laughs> whatever it was. And I thought Stan was working. I really did. I thought he was, you know, playing back and forth like I would do sometimes. And he wasn't. And I made the smart-ass remark, and he looked at me and says, What? Get away from my table. And slapped his hand down on the table and went, Oh, my God. <laughs> and he says, Get out now. I said, Okay. And I got out. So the rest of the, I think that happened like uh, – the first weekend, I guess, I don't know, because the rest of the tour, you know, I didn't. He stayed away from me. I stayed away from him. But if I, if we had to work in the ring, there was never, never a problem. I mean, he so he was a professional. I think he knew that because I apologized to him and I apologized to him at the end of the tour as we were going to the airport and I, and, I, and I told him I meant no disrespect. I thought we were were joking back and forth. It was. Oh, she said, just don't talk to me on the plane. I said, don't worry. I have nothing. I promise you. So, and since then, you know, he I, he had forgotten about it because uh, I reminded him of it a couple, just a couple of years ago. We were we were at a convention somewhere, and and he had forgotten it. And sometimes, I don't know about everybody else, but I I know going through the years, I had forgotten people's names, and I had forgotten I'd worked with people just happens. Well, I'll do the same thing with Stan. I introduced myself because I was not uh, in his circle of business partners who he would exchange uh, lariats with on occasion. He was in the upper echelon of Japanese and, and American main eventers, and I knew where my role was. So I always introduced myself. Goes, yeah, yeah, how you doing? Good, good. And then we, somebody inevitably talk about Japan. Go, oh, I got some stories. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about my stories. He goes, yeah, because you ain't got none. I said, no, no, as a matter of fact, I do. And let me tell you. So, and I did, and he laughed about it, but he didn't remember it, which was good, mm. I guess. But, but yeah, you know, so I, that's what I'm saying. I, I was not immune to pissing people off for saying the wrong thing at the right, wrong time. And uh, when you're over in Japan, you only have uh, the crew, I guess, unless you know, you know, there was Masa, the, 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 the super fan who Dory knew and, and, uh, Koichi Yashizawa. Do you know who Koichi Yashizawa was? Mm-hmm. Sounds very, very familiar. Koichi Yashizawa was a uh, magazine reporter, photographer. And I used to take pictures for Gong Magazine when I was 12 years old. And when Baba beat, uh, uh, did he beat, Ray? no, he beat Briscoe, Briscoe for the NWA World title. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, he sent me a uh, black and white picture of Baba with the title. Um, 
and I asked Paul Bosch about it on Friday night. And he said, what are you talking about? And I showed him this picture of Baba, and he looked at it, and he was amazed. He, he didn't know. And, and later on, as, as we all know by now, the historians of wrestling understand that Jack went over, made a deal with Baba to drop the belt and uh, keep it for a week and then come back without anybody knowing. And those, those title switches were supposed to go through committee and all that stuff. And Musnick was, was a little upset and insulted and wanted his cut and his money and all that stuff. But um, Koichi, when I, you know, I met him over on that tour. He came to, to uh, I hadn't seen him. I don't think I'd seen him before, but he made sure to introduce himself. And, uh, you know, if you have friends like that over there, that's one thing. But if not, then you only have your crew that you're traveling with daily uh, and on the bus, and, and you're reliant on finding uh, some place to eat. And some guys had sponsors that will take you out to do Korean barbecue or yakitori, which is a chicken on a stick, and and great food over there, by the way. And and there's some, some really uh, great places to to tour and see. And I was there when the ice um, in January, the first tour, the ice. I don't I don't know how to describe it or what it's called, but would they make uh, buildings and structures out of ice and statues out of ice and and uh, things like that. So it, it, it's it's a it's an interesting culture and it's a it's a really cool place to go. Um, and when I went, I, I did dig it. Not a culture shock at all for you going over there. You kind of fit yeah. in really well. No, it was a culture shock at, at bits and pieces. I mean, you you <sighs> I the first time I, I actually went over there and this this isn't all Japan so Noki, but the first time I went over there uh Bad News Allen was there and so were the Samoans and uh uh Patera was there and you know they 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 have these sex shows over there and they're not like strip clubs here they're 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 different and they act out these um shows they they, they do these little uh, vignettes on stage and Okay, and I'm watching it, and but and, and we're this is a night off, and the boys are are drinking and uh, stuff like that. I'm I'm 21 years old at this time, uh, and and Alan Bad News takes me. Bad News was a great guy too to me. He was great with me, and we were going this club, and it's Mr. Ito, who I think he wrestled as Weta over there. We, we're in there, and uh, the Samoans are in there, Taguji Singh, and, and those guys leave. Al and I stay there for about another five minutes. Then we go outside. And in the snow, you've got the two Samoans, and they're yelling at uh, Ito and Taguji Singh. I think, again, his name was Weta. And, and they're doing an angle in the snow, and the fans are, are gathering around now. And they're looking at these four wild, crazy guys. And Alan and I walk out, and he's going, oh, no. So we're watching, and all of a sudden, as soon as we get out, maybe five seconds, ten seconds, here come the cops. And as they pull up, Sika drop kicks the car, the, the cop car. And, <laughs> yeah, he, he just hauled up and went, boom, big dent in it. And the cops got it. So you go to jail. You go to jail now. You go to jail. 
well, the Samoans are still working. They're trying to pull away. They don't want to hit anybody, I don't think. Uh, but so they start, they they put them in the car, and, and, and they start taking just the Samoans, not not Chief Singh and, and Waiter. They they took off when that happened. And there's a referee that uh, his name was, was Charlie, who had to go down and, and get him out of jail. And uh, uh, so they, they got fined, and, and they got in a lot of trouble for that. But um, I remember Waiter back at the hotel that day, got in an argument with Charlie and just slapped him down. And it was like, that was scary. Because I'd worked with Wada in California, and, and he, slapped, he slapped the crap out of me. So, you know, just, just to test me, just, just, to, just to see what I do, just to see if I take it. So, um, so that, was, that was the culture shock in a way, knowing that, that you'd walk in this district, and, and it was not it, – it was like a sex club or, or, or strip club, but it, it was completely different. In the sense that I think, I think you know, with anime and things like that, that was a kink over there, and and it was kind of like, all right, I, I get it. This is your country, and and for whatever uh, for whatever reason, um, this is the standard you will live by while you're here. And I I wasn't going to. I didn't want to break any rules, and I didn't want to be get thrown. I didn't want to be thrown under the jail. And my luck, that's what would happen. So. I was on my P's and Q's all the time. Crazy, crazy environment. I'm just kind of just thinking back of what the hell did you say to Stan Hansen? I mean, why did you piss him off so Politics is 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 a very very um, sensitive subject with a lot of people, and I, I I believe everyone should have their opinion. I believe everyone should. Uh, Feel free and, and uh, do what you want. That's honest to God. I mean this when I say this. We live in the greatest country in the world. We have no idea. I mean, the the, the strangest thing about this quarantine is, um, with all the conspiracy theories out there and mm-hmm. people saying things like, you know, this is just a test run to see if we'll stay in our house, and I automatically think to myself, you know, as crazy as it sounds. And and I I could I could get in a discussion and I could, I could I could hijack it so bad and just be an, an asshole just 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 to put food for thought out there and that's what I was doing with Stan and I don't I, I said something about I said something about Hillary Clinton <laughs> and he was not a fan of Hillary Clinton um, I, but he he had talked about a. a Councilman or or alderman in his uh, in his town when he was in his twenties and he wanted to build a barn they wouldn't give him a permit but he went to this guy and this guy helped him so he he appreciated that and then he got involved in 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 studying a little bit more about politics and how this works and and how the system uh, breaks down and does things and and I was just and I was playing because we had been going back and forth. I misread it. He was actually going back and forth, but I was going back and forth like we're working. And because I've done that with friends too, you know, you can go back and forth and I would say something absurd, knowing it's absurd, and I'll do things 
that are absurd to demonstrate how absurd it is. Could you take me seriously doing this? No. It's ridiculous. But if that's what it was, it was it was the stupidity of thinking that Stan understood that I know it's stupid and I know this isn't right and I know, but he, he didn't. He uh, but but it was you know there again that's what I'm saying when you're over there on tour you know it's a long flight over you get there you're not getting a lot of sleep you're in the Japanese room sometimes you don't have a bed you know you have the the it's like a mat they roll down and this is in the, just the traditional Japanese hotels and sometimes you had the community bathroom this was like with wings or not not so much Anoki or, or, or Baba. I do remember staying in a traditional Japanese hotel with Bob on this tour. I do remember that part. You know, we all had our own rooms, um, but still, it's it's it was in one of the smaller towns, and I don't recall. I don't couldn't couldn't tell you why we did it because we usually stayed at the Keo Plaza or or whatever Bob's hotel was. Anoki's was Keo Plaza, but it, it's it's a it's a it's a grind. It can be a grind, and Stan had things going on at home too. I later learned out, so learned about. So that's that's where that came from, and 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 I don't people handle handle pressure um, differently. So that's what happened. Absolutely. Now we're talking about kind of like working with these guys in all Japan, but I mean, there's so many gaijins over there. We talked about Doctor Death over there, Johnny Ace. You worked with the Fantastics. You worked with Kamala too, and Giant Baba, Stan Hansen. Obviously, we're just talking about. But when you actually have to get in there with the Japanese guys, and this might be a stupid, crazy question, how does that actually work? Do they know English? Is the referee a big part? Is it just unspoken and it's just wrestling, and you just almost, you know, you're doing it uh, just the people that they, they should know kind of where you're going? How does it actually work? Uh, you, you do have some interpreters um, with with the big stuff, especially like finishes or, or a spot. Uh, but for the most part, it, it is a feel thing. It is a body language thing. You have, you, yeah, you'll you'll have spots and, and moments that that you want to make sure uh, to get in the match. So you'll you'll have if the referee doesn't speak English, which he, most of the referees over there do because they're dealing with gadgeting and they're they're helping everybody. Um, get what they need and, and and adjust during the tour. So, yeah, you ha- you have somebody uh, that can that can speak Japanese and English and um, tell what needs to be told. But for the most part, too, or not for the most part, but but for a lot of the part, I, well, no, it's the same thing. For for some of it, uh, it was all. It was body language and, and reading and and uh, you know I I remember the first time Chono came over and he came to Alabama and uh, I think I had his first match. It was outside uh, high school ballpark, I guess had to be football field, and we we had just we just knew what we we're going to do at the end and uh, we locked up and he immediately put himself in a headlock. But I, I read it. I mean, I, I, we had done that before. You know, we didn't have to uh, tell you here, hey, I'm going to grab you in the head. Like, or, hey, watch this. No, you just did it. And, and a pro knows how to uh, read that, feel that, and go with it. And 
so that 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 happened in Japan a lot too. I think the guys who knew how to do that, you you knew they knew, and they knew you knew, and and uh, you know one of one of one of the best quotes I, I just recently heard and heard it today was from uh, a shoot interview that Harley Race did, and Harley said most people think when you when you do these things or involved in it that there's a right and there's a wrong in creation, like on the creative team, while you're uh, there, while you're involved, that a lot of times can't be sitting, uh, can't be sitting back behind written out, written down or told to that happens. Uh, that's what makes the great ones. It's when uh, that stuff happens spontaneously and both sides of it are looking at it with that view. And he was talking about the time that Randy Orton spit at him in his hometown. That wasn't gone over. That was something that happened, just organic. But he says, I, I moved my head. But but to come up with things like that and just uh, feel it, that's, that really is a huge element in the business that's not so prevalent today. Edge, uh, I hate to go off on a tangent, but I have to. Edge felt it when he did the spear he wasn't supposed to do the spear he was just supposed to go out and and cut a promo and he said he got in the ring looked around felt it he looked at elias just gave him that just gave him the look i guess elias read his soul because he fed for that spear and that was it so uh i think a lot of that happens in in places like japan and germany and uh foreign countries that it's not just assume that you know how to speak the language. Uh, and, and that really is what makes the great ones great. Um, knowing how to adapt, knowing how to, how to feel it. And this has always been a feeling business. And Japan, because of their, heart, their strong style, you have to have guys that can not only dish it out, but can take it. Um, have you ever seen the, the match between Andre when he doesn't want to uh, go down and the young guy is you know, still going for it? He's, he's trying to chop Andre down, and Andre's drunk and being kind of uncooperative. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah, you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. When I know he yep. comes down and wants the match to stop? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a case, in, in, in my opinion or my uh estimation of miscommunication, misinterpretation. And uh, they still went out and they had to do the match. And and they did it as long as they could until finally Anoki says, I've got to pull the plug. I've got to do something because this is killing everybody. But at least the kid went out and he had balls and, and, and took Andre on and Andre wasn't in the mood for it. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? And that can happen anytime, anytime. Absolutely. As far as the guys, not just the guy James who we're talking about, but the other guys, the Japanese guys, they're just legendary great wrestlers. The Kawadas, the Misawas, the Kobashis, the Taos of the world. I mean, just just the Fuchis. I mean, there's just so many great Japanese guys that are in there at this time. Are you aware of the other talent, like the Japanese talent, obviously you know the Gaijins are some of the best ever. I mean, Dr. Death and Hanson are unbelievable, and all these other guys that are, that are just great workers and big names in the business. But are you familiar with, like, the Japanese talent being good, or you're just kind of maybe something you've overheard or maybe read in one of the nights? Well, well, no, 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 no. You you couldn't help but see how good they were, how great they were, and, and they trained 
before the show, they would bring, they would set up the ring. They had the young guys, and each company had a dojo. So you, I, I, you got to respect that. I, I respect the hell out of it. But uh, they, they had the young boys set up the ring. Then they would work out, and they lift weights at the same time as they're wrestling, and and they've got to take care of the veterans, and they've got to do all these ritual things. Um, and my God, back then especially. Uh, they didn't let just anyone in their dojos. It, it was a very, very prideful thing for that uh, country. For for all the companies in Japan, I truly believe that. The, the only ones I actually witnessed with the strict um, discipline, I guess, would be All Japan and Each Japan. They they had a, a, a very well ran dojo, and and it showed every afternoon when we got there, the young guys were in the ring or setting things up and very respectful and um, it's it's great in that way and the culture for the business was was tremendous in that way Uh, but but you you certainly have to be wired for that to, to not only get anything out of it uh, but to be great at it, and there were a lot of great um, athletes and performers on all Japan side. Hell, everywhere over there, there was there was, there was some uh, tremendous talent. Yeah, and you couldn't help by watching because I, I I tried to watch all the matches. You watched the preliminaries and semifinals and main events. They all had something, and uh, by God, they certainly had a work ethic, and and that was. That was uh, not to be denied because they were going to work their ass off. And the last day of the tour that you're there, June 3rd, 1994, so many big fans and, you know, super fans, if you will, marks, quote-unquote, if you will, they always remember 6-3-94 being a huge day because of the main event of that show. You, again, for like the third time on this tour, you guys had to wrestle Giant Kamala and Abdul the Butcher, which probably is a big pain in the ass at this point, wrestling him for the third time on this tour and losing again. Um, and like you mentioned before, them being hard to work with. But the main event is Masawa Kawada, one of the greatest matches of all time. It Meltzer gave it six stars, which is kind of crazy because it was a five-star system to give this match six stars and, you know, so on and so forth. But, are you aware that you were there this night? Do you remember this night? Do you remember this match? Do you remember those guys at all? Because it's pretty epic if you're like you know a super fan and, and pretty hardcore fans know this date and that match pretty damn well. Uh, I could tell you I was, and I could tell you I did, but honest to goodness, I don't because um, I, once again, if it was the end of the tour, I'm mm-hmm. sure we yep. were tired. Okay. Last day, I'm sure we were tired. That had been an exhausting tour for me. Uh, Stan Hansen almost uh, popped my head like a pimple. So I mean, I was, I was, I think on this tour, it was probably um, no, I didn't. it could have been Flair and uh, uh, Buddy Rogers, and I, I, I know on that I would have known, but no, I honest to goodness, I don't. Is it one of those things with these tours where it's like? you're dying for it to be over, you're dying to go home, or you're, or you're just so exhausted, you don't, you, know, you don't know what's going on. Well, no, I don't know if it's either. With me, um, it's a lot, a lot of people identify uh, with the business as 
the only thing in life. And uh, that's how I was for, for many, 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 many years of my life. The, the wrestling business was was morning, noon, and night, and um, I was happy it was that way. Uh, but I think at, at this stage, you know, again, it's not just me over there on tour. It's me and Jimmy Del Rey on tour. You know, we're a unit. We're the Heavenly Bodies. Um, we're not the biggest guys. You know, you have guys like Johnny Ace, who I just met. And I've known Doc for a long time. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, I think, on this one, probably we were just exhausted and, and I think while we had ran into the guys from the other team, the other company at the Hard Rock, you know, Brad Armstrong was over there, Hawk, Animal. I uh, don't remember who else, but I'll, I, I just remember we, we all went from the Hard Rock. Uh, yeah, he could have been right across the street, but I know we walked somewhere and, and went up on a roof. And Hawk is talking about, look at these stars, look at that landscape, look at these buildings, look where we're at, thousands, of, and, and, and going into this 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 diatribe and, and this this uh, slew of words strung together for that night made all the sense in the world. And then you come to the end of the tour and you're going, yeah, I had some great times, but you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think we were ready to get back and, and start a new adventure with WWF at the time and and see where that took us. Uh, but once again, hindsight and looking back, um, uh, I still would have wanted to go home. I mean, yeah, yeah I was certainly exhausted, uh, I, even though I don't remember how exhausted. I just think it was... Uh, I think it was a, it, becoming that new era I, because it was different, I guess. It was my last tour, but it was different in the sense that the guys were changing, the, the business was changing. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm still 24-7 wrestling all the time, but now it's, it's, it's like uh, – well, you, you didn't get to see that last match. What a classic, man. It was, God, you should have seen it. Well, I'll see it next time. <laughs> there ain't no next time. <laughs> These things happen, you know, once in a lifetime. And so, you know, but that, that's, I think that's probably just a testament to how how tired I probably was that night. Does WBF have anything to say? Because technically, you know, you're working for them. You go to all Japan, you come back, and, you know, you're still working for them. Do they have any say on how you're booked over? Do they even care? Do they say anything? Do they even notice? <laughs> have you seen my career? Have you seen how much I cared WWE about my career? <laughs> no, I don't think they were. I don't think they were worried about uh, having a, a, a bad mark because we went over there and did a couple jobs. No, I, I I don't think they were that involved with it. They they knew we'd made the the agreement. We told them when we signed, right. and they yep. were cool with that. So, uh, but. Yeah, they. In our case, now someone else, different story. But but right. in our case, um, there again, it, it just goes to show the the attitude and and 
the line of thinking that was going on, not just my part, but there was others that, that kind of felt, um, uh, let's just do this and see what we can do with it and go from there. So, Absolutely. Now, I do want to also mention, of course, some plugs to get out there. I know we mentioned Snake Pit Pro and what's going on on Facebook, which will be all this week. I also want to mention Pro Wrestling Tees. That's kind of a big, you know, popular site right now, especially with all the wrestlers not being able to work and this and that. But we highly encourage you to check out Pro Wrestling Tees and get a JPWA shirt or a Dr. Tom shirt. I love the one that are a live shirt. You can still check out JPWA's Patreon page, become a patron, and support JPWA in that way. Also check out the JPWrestlingAcademy.com for any late-breaking news or anything else regarding JPWA. Dr. Tom is on Twitter at Dr. Tom Pritchard. I am at Two Man Power Trip. Dr. Tom, anything else you kind of you want to discuss as far as plugging stuff? I know it's Snake Pit Pro, but anything else as far as JPWA? I I, I just think that uh, everybody is chomping at the bit to get out and get things back to normal, and we're no different. We we really do want to uh, get things back to normal, and hopefully people will still. Um, be interested in in coming and training with us. I mean, it 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 is historic in the sense uh, that WrestleMania 36 was in front of no one, but yet they they killed it on the social media uh, part of it. So, uh, out of all this, I'm I'm curious to see how the business comes out the other side because obviously the house show models have been uh, outdated for a long time, and it's a different world we live in. Things change every day, and while this has put everybody at home or away from people and, and away from doing things they love, whether it's a baseball game or or just going to the beach or having a picnic. I mean, I I, I don't know that. Um, you can't go through something like this and not be changed in some way. And I think I speak for everybody on that. We're all going to come out of this a little different than we went into it. And, and, and that's, 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 that's a, a wait and see process to see if that's better or worse, but being the people we are, I, I got to believe we're going to come out better for it. So uh, I, I still want everyone to please check our website and see when we're going to open back up because I eventually we will. We're just waiting on uh, the final touches, I guess, from our governor here in Tennessee. So, other than that, John, things are great. I would, I would suggest watching every Ren and Stimpy cartoon you can. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and uh, if you, if anyone gets a chance, I don't know if it's if if you can even. I don't know if there's any place except on-demand or anything, to, to rent DVDs or buy DVDs. But Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think it's uh, certainly worth checking out if you have the time. Oh, uh, that is an absolute great one. I could see you liking Mr. Pink, but I'm not sure. But yeah. that, is a, that is an awesome movie. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. But other than that, I'm, just, I'm waiting to get back, and, and I think everybody else is, too. Absolutely. Another a great week here in the books. Absolutely love it. Stay tuned to Dr. Tom's social media. Check out Snake Pit Pro on Facebook. And have a great week, everybody. Stay healthy. 
wash those hands, social distancing, all that happy news and happy jazz. This has been Take You to School with Dr. Tom Pritchard. We will see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.